lock it in. You got your you got your other mic right there. We in here. Sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. We back in the building. I have no clue what episode this is because it's a special episode. One fifteen. Is it? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. I was about to say y'all done a hundred. Oh, we definitely in the hundreds now. Oh, we definitely, yeah, yeah, we deep in the hundreds now. Oh, that's tough, bro. Yeah. Box or something, just I mean, well, Mike, Mike is definitely setting up some. <laughs> Y'all serious about their football work? Um, yeah, that should be lit. I'm gonna whoop it. You gotta be there for your kid, bro. Y'all fathers out here, man. I got Think health insurance, it. man. Yes. Yeah, well, good health insurance. Yeah, all, right, all right, but we got a special pod today, man. Has been's pod plus failing forward, forward man. It's got my good. boy Tay in the building. Twan in the building. What's up, Twan? Mike is locked out. I'm not sure if I'm going to call him yet. I'm going to shoot him a text. He is locked out of his crib. He didn't make it. This is a special day, man. We got failing forward and the has-beens in one building, joint podcast. We've been talking about this for a while, so it's good to get it going, start the year off right. Episode, what you say, 130? 132. This is 132? That's what it say. The last one said one thirty one. So one thirty two plus twenty, yeah. and it's up, man. This is this. That's how we doing it, right? Um, this was important for me though, bro. Just because we all, Twine, you an Atlanta transplant too. Yes, sir. We all Atlanta transplants, right? So we all in the same field, all in the same industry, correct? Uh, for those of y'all that don't know me, I moved here from Philly when I got here. Cam actually was producing my podcast. That's how we met. Um, I now self-produce because I wanted to just learn everything the ins and outs by myself. But I always wanted to keep the camaraderie rolling because Cam yeah. was a good guy, good energy. And off first link, like, he stated his intentions, like, what he wanted to build. And I respected him. Like, I'm on the same tip as you. Like, we right. all coming out here. Let's work. Like, that's what we came to Atlanta for. So, facts, facts. Saying I was really looking forward to this, bro. It's important to set the new year off like this. Yeah. And uh, I just want to support what y'all doing. Support what I'm doing. That's the name of the game. Just keep building, man. We've been, we, we was, like you say, last year, the same time we talking the same shit, it was like collaboration, network. It was never about, you know, you know, because it could have been easily, you know, like when you decided I'm going to go and do my own thing and yeah. do it myself. Y'all just it stopped could, talking it, after that, right? It could have been. <laughs> yeah, it could have I mean, been. that's how it be, though. It could have been, yeah, one, it could have been like we stopped talking because it's just like, you know what, well, fuck him, you know, he, he serves no purpose to me, mm-hmm. but. From there, it was like, all right, well, let's go. You, you hoop? Like, you know, let's hoop, right. you know? We so the, from there. Yeah, right. it went from there. Like, we, you know, we had the lounge. We went to the lounge together that day. Like, it right. just moved from there. Like, it was no, like, cause I'm not, it's not a competition for me. Right. Like, you, like I stated from the intent, like, my goal for this is, like, to to build and network and, like, 
see my brother and my sister do better, you know. So whatever I can do for them was was always the key. In reality, though, what Twan said is real. I feel like nine times out of ten, that's what happens. Like nine times out of ten, after I make the decision to go fully independent, mm-hmm. it's it's FM. Like yeah, yeah. I, it's now, not even necessarily FM. It's just sometimes you I'm on to the next thing mm-hmm. and. Now I'm tunnel vision in that, and not everybody knows how to reach back and keep that network flowing, even though yeah. you're still doing your own thing. Right. Like before we started, y'all been chopping it up this whole time on this producer shit, oh, bouncing yeah. ideas off each other. And it's, you know, even though you don't produce them, y'all still producing for each other. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. That's the key to this shit. Yeah, because it's like you can easily withhold information or like, you know, it's like you look at, I wanna, I'm looking at your content. It's like for me, it's the the competition for me is like I see greatness and I see anything great you do I want to embody that you right. feel me like like Nip say like that's the, the imitation is the highest form of flattery right for me well I think that's the right way to say it right I you don't said know. it right you said I it said it right yeah okay but yeah for me it's like I see you do something well it's like yeah I gotta not to be better than you like on yeah. some like but I need to get where he at like cause no nah, but we learn from each other mm-hmm. bro because like when you was producing my podcast it's things I learned and like picked up from you. And like Twan just said, like now we exchange resources. We mm-hmm. telling each other, oh, this is the latest plugin I found, or this is the latest editing mm-hmm. software, or I seen this trend going viral on social media. Hop on that. Mm-hmm. We went to a couple events together. So hopefully, I could just you know we could keep that energy going into the new year. Definitely. What brought y'all to Atlanta though? Like Twan, Twan you just you said wanna... you came from the Bay. I mean, nah, we um we went to Skiggy, so we right really down eighty five, like two hours down the road. And the A was just the closest, biggest city. I didn't want to go home. I'd just been at the house, living at home. And I was like, let me try this shit out on my own. And just been here. Been living. I've been here since 2014. Damn. Damn, Same year. We got in the same year. My story a little different. I'm from the South. So, like, went to high school in Columbus, Georgia. So, that's like two hours south of here. Then went to Tuskegee. That's two hours. What's that? West of here. Yeah, uh, yeah, like two hours west, southwest of here. Tuskegee in Georgia or Alabama? Alabama. Tuskegee, okay. Alabama, right by Auburn, Montgomery, yeah. right in between Auburn and Montgomery. Is Tuskegee. Gotcha. Um, went there and went to the military and was came back home and was just like chilling at the crib. My dog was like, yo, come today. I had never had a plan. I'm thinking I'm going to go to Cali or something when I get out of school or something. I thought I was, you know, southern dude, go to the west coast. I ended up in Atlanta. And I was like, damn, this is lit for real out here, like. To be a black dude, I felt like, damn, I'm like, yo, I can really get something done out here. You know what I mean? And then I just was, I was here. I came here for like a bullshit job and just been stuck here since. That's a fact. So it wasn't really in my in my cars or like in my dreams, but this the spot, man. Was it always lit like it is now or like? It was too lit when I got here. <laughs> Some of y'all most memorable experiences since y'all been here since 2014, man. Oh, man. With respect, of course. You know what I'm I know you got family. I'm, see, she know I, I, I run my mouth too much, so uh, I don't get yeah, me. Um, I remember I got here. The very first day I got here. Yeah. I'm going I'm to definitely edit this a lot of – not edit I'm going to edit it right now verbally, but I'm going to – I got here, my homeboy's like, yo, I dropped my bags off of my dog crib. I ain't even had nowhere to stay. I was staying on my dog in my like dog's sunroom. They like, yo, pull up, you know. I went to it was opera. Pulled up at opera, blow, you know, me, I'm like, yo, this shit lit. This is my first time really partying as an adult. Right. In right. the A. I'm like, oh Lord, I got a little money in my pocket. I'm like, oh, this is it. Yeah. I leave the club. I'm walking down the street. I see this girl. 
I say some wild shit. You know me back then. I'm still wild, Ken. <laughs> I say some wild shit. Did I, did, I, did it even work in Tuskegee? No. And it worked. And Day it worked. One. What worked me, though? It worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> oh, day one. Yeah, so it was like positive reinforcement of some bullshit, basically. Yeah, so it was like my first day, like literally first day in Atlanta, yeah. struck gold. Damn. Yeah, and I was like, yo. I'm thinking to myself the next morning, I'm like, yo, this can't be real life. This can't go like this. And it was like that. Yeah, it's one of them cities, man. It's just, <laughs> it's constant. Like, All the time. You, you can find me? the trouble. And whenever you want it, because I don't be outside all the time. But if I want to pop out, it's, it's always a place for me to go. Oh, Shout yeah. out to my boy Ray Bar Vegan. I'd definitely be the spot when I want to get up outside real quick. But That's my spot. I ain't going to lie to you. And shit was cheaper. At Bar Vegan, you fuck with Bar Vegan? My homie Ray is, the head, I don't know if he's a head bartender, but he's that nigga up there. Light-skinned nigga with, with the dreads. I be seeing a lot of women when I be going there. but You was there with us that one time, wasn't you? Bar vegan? I'm trying to think. I don't think so, bro. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that was probably one of the first spots I got introduced to when I came out here. Really? So. Oh, right at Ponce. Yeah. yeah. See, you missed it because literally, I, w- I remember I used to be in like a group chat mm-hmm. and it was like nothing but free Atlanta events. I remember we used to just party for free. It was like a lifestyle. Like you can just go out and like for the low and like really have a blast in Atlanta. And now yeah. Atlanta, is just, it's a little more costly to go out like the. Twenty dollars to park shit wasn't like a real thing yet. Like you could really like find like spots where it was still free to park and shit. A hundred is the base minimum. I'm yeah, yeah. Like, if you want to step foot outside bro. Atlanta, even if you just going hundred. to CVS, you spending a hundred. Oh yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's expensive to step out out this motherfucker now. Oh yeah. And then you gotta you gotta look the part too out here if you want to be successful and if you out here networking. Or if you out here trying to get you some 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 skins, you gotta look the part out here though. Was your lady you met her out here? Yeah, but it was it was through like a mutual friend. friend. So it yeah, I I didn't have to sort through the bullshit. Swan, how you feel about blessed. that? Because you seem like to be more of the savage of the two. Um, I mean not not today, honestly. I'm not savage no more, man. I done fell off that bike, but I don't <laughs> I definitely feel how you're saying. Like, I don't want to step out into that nonsense because that's what it is. I be seeing niggas out here spinning, 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 yeah. spinning, and end up in the same place. So it's it's interesting, you know, treading these waters. Did you have a culture shock coming from the West Coast to the South? Well, for sure, because I just came straight to Tuskegee. Like, I graduated, and from the graduation, got on the plane, went to Tuskegee. Mm-hmm. So from L.A., dropped in Tuskegee, Alabama, in the summertime, it's like, nigga. Yeah, he had went through the shock. <laughs> so I just had to, like, immediately dive in. But it didn't take too long. It wasn't. I was there. I lived there. Wasn't much shit going on. So I adapted pretty quick. See, for me, I went through what Cam just talked about. Like, when I first got here, I'm going out. Even to go to Linux. I felt like I had to get dressed every single time. I'm like, <laughs> my homie saying, pull up. He a clean motherfucker here too. Yeah, I'm he, like, I got to fit, bro. He like, bro. He like, stop doing that. You don't bro. gotta like, do that. He like, it's in your head. Like, just, he like, just be yourself. I mean, it took a while. I think my first, after my first couple months, I was like, all right, I'm cool now. Like, you feel me? I mean, because I can see where you get that. Because you see that shit. It's like, oh, niggas is dressed. Yeah, yeah. But it's like you don't got to do that. Yeah, that's I, it. I actually think it help you stand out a little bit more mm-hmm. when you come like just as yourself, like whatever that looks like. Because 
everything here, it just seems so, like, manufactured. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I'd be saying. Like, it's not realistic that every day you going out to the eat, you going to the grocery store, you drip down and designer. Like, yeah. that's something I had to get used that's to. That's fabricated, like, yeah. It's crazy. Like, your self-esteem got to be really terrible. You got to, yeah. Like, to, to do something like that. That's crazy. And that's what, when I got here, like, the culture shock, it was like, I got thrown into it early. So you start realizing what, what's what. Like, I remember, you know, Insta models before they were Insta models, like when they were up and coming, like I remember hanging with them people. And then, like, you look at them now and they got like 200,000. I'm like, no, nah, I remember when you were sleeping on, you know, the floor. And shit. You know, like, you know, nowadays you see 200,000 followers. I'm like, nah, dog, them type of joints, they sleep on the floor. They got like no no furniture in their crib, too, dog. Like, they pictures of fire, you know what I mean? That was definitely your thing. You would point out the furniture. When, when you know what I mean? You know, niggas shoot out the women in the group chat. Yeah, like she got this no nigga fun. be like, man, she ain't got no couch. Man, nigga, I be like, fam, that is not what we looking at. <laughs> hey, I'm consistent, <laughs> bro. I'm trying to tell you. I, I, through experience, do I learn? Like, But it you it, it's, it's two ways you can take it. It's like some people don't have the self-esteem, so yeah. they see all this, and they like, they like, how can they do all this? I, used, I tell Amber all the time. It's like she see people like traveling and dripped up designer, and I'm like, she like, how do they do this? I'm like, ask yourself this: Do they own a home? Right. You know what I mean? You do they? Know, you know? I tell people all the time, like, you don't know what people doing out yeah. there. Yeah. Money, like niggas is scamming. Mm-hmm. Doing a lot more <laughs> than yeah, that. you like, gotta like, run your own race, and I learned that out here because if you, because I almost crashed out a couple of times, just yeah. like mentally, because it's like you know I don't. I can deal with shit, but like, you know, certain stuff will get to you. You get to drinking too much doing this and letting that lifestyle build up on you. You can crash out. You know what I mean? That's fact. So I didn't been close to them points. You know, thank God for a good support system that I, you know, won't let me for real, for real, could fall face first. That's but the man, real if part you of did. Atlanta that nobody really talk about. Like, because it is so much to do and there's so much to experience out here, you really do got to have that solid group of people that can, like, keep you in check if you're not one of them people that, you know, you're not mentally strong. Like, you definitely get get caught up out here. For sure. Was Atlanta, like, in y'all years here, do y'all feel like it's been what the hype is of Atlanta? Like, do y'all feel like y'all got the Atlanta experience? Um, I would say yes and no. Mm-hmm. I would say to a certain extent because I don't necessarily aspire to certain, you know, certain experiences that Atlanta has to offer. That's not really some shit that I'm interested to, but, like, like I was saying, it's constantly going on, right? You can always get the Atlanta experience any right. day of the week. So anytime I want to get that and live that, it's it's accessible. Right. So like I can, there's been periods of time where I'm I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm having the Atlanta experience. But a lot of times I'm just at the crib, chilling, chilling with my baby. You know what I'm saying? She getting on my nerves, climbing on the couch, but I'm good. Right. If I want to go out, like you said, I got my solid group of people. We can do that easy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I got to remember who I'm talking to. Y'all perspective so different than mine because y'all about five, six years older than me. Stop it. Bro, right? <laughs> what, what that is, that's, that's probably true, true though. But you're 20... 26. Damn, yeah, I we thought you were like 28. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like, yeah, y'all yeah. perspective sound... It don't sound like what people my age is talking about. Right. It sound like a very mature perspective. Yeah, 32. We, yeah, right. when I was 26, though, I was, I was wild. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I was turned. not have been this <laughs> I was, I was turned. No, I was turned at 26 out here. I was wilding. Right? Yeah. That's when I was talking about crashing out. That was around the time. Yo, fathers, y'all, y'all yeah. really giving me different types of But getting out the, So I, I lived the game, right. and then I, I got out the game, and it was like, all that in-between shit, though, is real. Like, it's like 
you fuck around and come out here and it's like going in the gym, I say. I always use like that. Like, don't go in the gym trying to do another man workout. Mm. You don't know what his fitness goals are. You don't know what his, you know, you try you just looking at him doing and it look cool for the gram, but that's not for you. You fuck around and tear your ACL trying to do some uh, shit yeah. that's not for you. Uh Go in there and just work out, work on your workouts, man, because you that's just what I tell people. Work on your shit, stay in your lane. Atlanta big, but it's small, but it's big, and it's a lane for everybody. Like, you can really get yours out here. You don't have to wear a designer and drip out. It's places for people, like. It's a lane for everybody. Yeah, and I just, I, that's what I warn people. Like, don't get caught up in trying to impress folks. Like, and the club will do it to you. Yeah. The club will do it to you, because that's, that. unfortunately, in black society in Atlanta, that's primary mating grounds. Right. Those are for you, especially for your spot. age demographic. God, that's the worst spot. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a, it's a, if you can survive your first two or three years here, you can really, and, and actually be out. Like, you can't go by, live in Mableton and stay out there and just never come. Nah, that don't like count. In the city. Yeah, that don't count. Because uh, I realized with Mike, like Mike from Stockbridge, yeah. like shit. I wasn't like, Mike, why are you acting like this? You been, you front, oh, he, he really just been 45 minutes away his whole life. So, like, mm-hmm. when you get out here, like, it really be, it's a, little it's a shock. Yeah. But I, I, is it different? Because you from, like, I'm from the South, so outside of, like, Atlanta really and Houston, like, the only really large cities in Atlanta. I mean, in, in the South that could even really, constitute. Philly just can't compare. Really? Like, you don't have the nightlife, like. At all, we don't have no nightlife in Philly. Really, it's crazy, man. I got a crazy experience, but the latest clubs in Philly that uh, stay open, I think it's to like two, maybe three mm-hmm. in the morning, okay. and it's in uh, what's called Gayborhood. So you gotta go to the gay clubs if you want that extra. I'm saying if, if you, you want to stay out a little bit longer, <laughs> I didn't catch that the first time. <laughs> it's called Gayborhood. I, I was like, I, the minute I heard, I said, yeah, oh, it's downtown. Okay. Like it's a, a specific area of the city. Those clubs stay open the latest, but outside of that, man, we don't really got no real like nightlife. And then like Atlanta, you got the pop ups, and it's a lane for everybody. You do mm-hmm. whatever you do. It's a lane out here, and mm-hmm. Philly is not really like that. Like okay. everybody do the same thing. Like you rap, you know how it is in every major city. Like rap, ooh, who. Football, sell drugs, like it's me? really like that in Philly. The the sad part is though, it's it's a lot of creatives there, but because the city, like people always say, like y'all Northerners, y'all so aggressive. Like up north, it's it's just so like I don't want to say it's aggressive, but it's like the mentality be messed up. Like everything that's cool, like somebody can know how to work a camera, and we call that corny. Like we say that's lame. <laughs> so somebody won't chase that dream because they actually think like. Damn, this corny, like... That's that group thing shit. That's that gang shit type. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Niggas want to fit in. It's like, oh, yeah. I, you like that shit? That shit not cool. We on this. So that's why everybody doing Just the same doing the shit. same thing. And then for you, I mean, even though, like, let's block Tuskegee out because college is like this. You know, it's like a safe... It's supposed to be, for the yeah. most part, like this safe, like, kind of realistic, but not realistic, like, version of life. But, like, coming from Cali, you know, especially the L.A. area, the gang culture... Like, did it, like, getting into the big city Atlanta life, was it, like, oh, you know, was it different? Or was but it coming kind of, from Tuskegee, coming to nah, Atlanta? just coming from, like, L.A., you know, like, the, the city life there versus, like, you know, you come out here expecting, you know, a city, 
I mean, as a kid, I've traveled. Like, I've lived in Texas before. Okay. I so lived in did. different areas in California, so I'm used to having to adapt. Okay. So I don't super have an issue with that. Like, it may, like, I'm going to be outside, but I may not be super social with everybody. Mm-hmm. It, it take time for me to, yeah. uh, niggas know Twine. Yeah. It's like I'm constantly having to evaluate. I don't know everybody like that. So me coming to new spaces, I don't have an issue with that, but I, I always just sit back and peep it. Okay. I super break out. I'm different than you, bro. Uh, like, I got this thing where I can go out and be extremely social, mm-hmm. but I can walk away from them experiences and, like, people can't expect nothing from me. Like, they're not going to expect me to be, like, super tight. Like, that's just how I am when I go in rooms. Like, yeah. I'm really, like, a anti-social extrovert. Like, I, I value my alone time. So, when I'm in that mm-hmm. scene, I'm going to be, I'm going to turn up. I, when I That's kind of like me. I don't think people know that about me. I don't I, want people to bother me. Like, yeah. I'm we not about to be friends after that. <laughs> that was just, this was there. Mm-hmm. Now I'm here. Mm-hmm. When I'm here, I just want to be here by myself. So, like, that's, that's how I am. I used to be two turned. Like, I'm, I think I'm like a whatever. I'm extra extrovert. <laughs> but, like, I used to be two turned. But then I get to the crib and it's just like, I don't say too much. I be sitting at the crib. Like, even Amber, I be sitting here now. It's like, I go through them phases. I'm, I'm obviously that's my fiance. Like we, we talk about everything, but like I just be in here just chilling, just like fine. Be sitting in the same room, not saying a word. And that's she'll me be like, too, bro. "You good?" I'm like, just thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I value the alone time too. But I got a question for you since you're younger than us and you are, are still relatively new to Atlanta. Did you come out here? Because obviously you came relatively soon after college, right? Did you come out here with the same dream you got now, or did you just come out here just, like, trying to figure it out? That's a great question. I would say I came out here with the same dream, but when I initially wanted to move to Atlanta before I got here, I didn't have that dream. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So when I was in Philly, I just wanted to get out of Philly because it was so fucking bad. Like, the yeah. violence had got just so crazy that I'm just like, yo, I got to go somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. I got to get up out of here. But – in that journey, like, I had a girlfriend, and she was, like, really into YouTube. Like, she loved YouTube. And I used to be, just being from Philly, I used to be fronting, like, I ain't like it. Like, like that shit was corny. Like, I ain't really, I'm kind of, I ain't hating on my girl, but I'm kind of, like, I'm, I'm just. I was definitely hating. I was hating. Like, hating. I was definitely I, hating. But I was supporting her, though. Like, I record all the, I'm recording uh-huh. all her videos. I'm watching her edit. Whatever she asked me to do. You I'm was doing that shit, yeah. But in my head, I'm just acting like, that's corny. I ain't trying to do this. And then midway through the relationship, we started a couple's channel. So we both started doing YouTube. Mm. And I don't know why people just took to it. Like, people love love. So relationships, yeah. just, they just want to see it. And I'm like, yo, I really like this. Like, And I noticed, like, I be having a lot of dope conversations with people just where I go. I'm like, yo, I don't want to be, like, a journalist or nothing. But I do have a passion for media, like, recording, taking pictures, mm-hmm. talking to people. So... It kind of just, like, it was kind of like divine intervention, kind of. Like, mm-hmm. I developed, I knew that I was working toward moving to Atlanta after college. And along that journey, like, I, I feel like I found my passion. So, it That's gave fire. me a purpose to come out here with. That's super fire. And you found that with your girl at the time, too. So, it's like that added to y'all relationship with there and y'all both oh, were yeah. growing and shit. That's just fire. When you got a partner. I, ne- I was the first and only time I experienced that where, like, you had a partner and y'all just as passionate about the same thing. Like, I ain't gonna lie, like, it, the highs was high. Yeah. Like, 
somebody that wake up and just want to record or want to go take some pictures or just on exactly what you want. I'm like, damn, this, this is dope. But the lows was lows. It got to a point where, like, we used to argue over content. Like, no, nah, I'm posting this. And she's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm posting this. Joint. Like, or, like, with the old computer, like we was talking about before, I'm in the crib editing for 10, 12 hours yeah. a day. So you can't even, like, tend to your relationship in that way. I had gotten addicted to that process of just shooting. And once I get a video, I'm like, I don't want to do nothing else. She's right. like, let's go out. I'm like, no, I gotta, I'm yeah. trying to finish this project. Like, Yeah, that's how I was. Yep. It started to take a strain on the relationship. But uh, she moved. Now she in L.A. Mm. Like she trying to pursue her career being an actress. So mm. she, she, I appreciate her for, like, getting me closer to, like, figuring out what I really wanted to yeah. do. I was on some shit kind of like that, but it was, like, on just some country – not knowing better shit, like, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, I just, you know, you know, you you got good parents. They just know they want better for you. Mm-hmm. So they sent me to college. Like, you know, I wasn't in a bad situation with them, but it's like, go to college. I had no right. clue what the fuck I wanted to do in college, why I was there. I mean, you could tell. I'm just like, I'm just out there. <laughs> you feel me? I was just out there. And I got a full ride, so I ain't paying for it. So you ain't... You ain't got nobody in your ear back at the crib really saying nothing to you because ain't nobody pockets on the line right, or nothing. Right, right. And then I got out of college, got an account degree, do all this bullshit. And like I told you, I'm in Atlanta now. Right. So I got an account degree and I'm going through that cycle of like, I crashed out once, young young me. Mm-hmm. Then I crash out again when I'm a little older. So now I'm like 27, 28. And it hit me at that point, like between that and then kind of just seeing what was happening in the world, I realized that one, I better figure out what the hell I wanted to do with myself because I wasn't going, like, how would I feel, like, with, with, when people said about me after I leave here, like, I wasn't okay with what I saw. Like, I was like, nah, that ain't what I want people to be, you know, say. And then it was, like, a mix of that and, like, realizing, like, that as a black person, like, how media and, like, how, like, how the narrative and, like, how how everything we're given is, like, just, like, on a leash. Like, I went from lit in one day to nothing just by a tug of, like, a little leash. Like, yeah, we, you're no longer a fit. And now I'm filing for unemployment, you feel me? Nothing, barely, you know, struggling. I was like, nah. So I was like, I'm never going to feel that way again. And it was like, I, I got to create some type of way for, like, my people not to have to go through these type of trap doors and be, you know, right. and, and and teach other people how to, like, get it on your own. Like, that was just my new mission. Like, I'm finna get it on my own and create, like, a way that I ain't nobody can ever take it from me. It's all, only person can take it from me from this point to be me. It was, like, my energy. And then I wanted to create something that was impactful for, like, culture. So it was, like, media. Like, that was, like, the first thing I looked at. Like, because it was sports was the first thing. Like, wild card sports was, like, the niche. I thought it was sports. I love sports. Cause I, but I looked at, like, sports is, like, you know, how they, how, let's just say Skip Bayless, right? He can just say Monte is the the greatest player of all time. Anybody who follows him and believes in his message will regurgitate that. Right. And I looked around. I'm like, black people ain't got no source no where they can where they can influence what the hell going on. Because then you look at like news and media, and like just a story can impact stocks. You saw what them kids did in that that group when they. Uh, did the GameStop shit, right? Yeah. And you realize, like, it's power in, like, media and, like, conglomerating in one spot and using it for yo. So it was like, that was it. And it was like, get so crashing out is what kind of helped me find 
That's everybody. Yeah. Yeah, you feel me? <laughs> I crashed out. And I'm like, yo, I can't crash like this again. I, I can't promise you I won't crash again, but not like, not that. like that. Yeah, so that's where we at now. So it's like, even if I do lose my job now, it's like I can fall back on all these skills I learned over the years and make taught myself over the years and make a way. What about you, Twan? Like, how did you, uh, I guess, like, figure out this was something that you wanted to do? Well, I still don't think I've done that, truthfully. Cam would tell you, he would try to push me into this media shit. And I'm like, I'm real iffy on it. I'm not so sure that being in front of the camera is my calling, per se. You know what I'm saying? I've figured it out the corporate way, you know what I'm saying? Did the bullshit jobs. I'm a little more comfortable now. So now I kind of have the time to figure that out. And it kind of, um, I didn't per se crash out in the story like he's saying. But uh, two months ago, they did a lot of layoffs in my job and people in my department. They didn't necessarily affect me. But I know that in these type of corporations, you got these like two year cycles where they're going to reorganize. They're going to see what's going on and they can always be you. So now I'm at the point now where it's like I need to find these outlets for myself. Like so even if I do lose this job, I'm good over here. So that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. Damn. I expect to get some wisdom today. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. You got the old heads. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's the old heads podcast, man. Has-beens, you Come feel on. You said not has-beens for a reason, man. Let's get it. So who are some of the, I guess, like, now that you're in the space, bro, and Cam, you've been in the space too, like, who would y'all say are, like, some of the influences or just some people across the genre that y'all like to tap into? Man. For me, um, Man, Torn, you go first. I'll go first. Yeah, I, I got because I, 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 I love the genre. I, yeah. I've been on a podcast probably damn near six, seven, eight years now that I've just been an avid listener, right? So, like, I started off, I was a big fan of Jesus and Miro. Okay. I used to listen to Tack Stone. So I'm a big Joe Stone. Budden guy. So, I've been listening to pods. So I've listened to every Joe Budden episode ever. Word. You know what I'm saying? I listen to Brilliant Idiots. So, I like listening to. Lots of different shows. Like, you know, they talk about similar subjects because I like to get a lot of different perspectives. So I do that with sports, too. Like, I'm big Bill Simmons guy, big Ringer guy. They drop in four or five shows a week. Right. All talking about different uh, instances and subjects. And that's why I really like podcasts because you can really dive into it. I was on the phone before I came up here, and we were talking about the first take and the Skip Bayless shit that was going on. And it's like, I don't really watch them shows no more. They don't really talk about shit to me. So it's like I'm not even interested. Like, I, do, I don't care that the theatrics that they're really doing because it's, it's real, like, surface level. Very. And so that's what I like about the genre where it just dives really deep into these subjects. That's um, why he got you on the pod, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It was, like, I, it was like a cycle, and I was like, man, this shit not working. And I knew he, you know, I knew he, because he was one of the main people, you know, when you got, like, them low numbers, you know, yeah, I was a I listener got, at first. I got, if I got six views, I know, or six listens, I know he one of them. And that's viable. Yeah, so I like. Just he listened to every episode of Joe Bunch. Yeah. Podcast. That meant he was able to see. When it, inevitably, when you start something, you ain't going to be the greatest at it. Yeah. So I'm sure he was able to see the rises and the pitfalls yeah. of the Joe Button podcast becoming. Yeah. Today, that's, that's viable, bro. Back so, when it was Mighty the Body on that bitch, I was listening to that <laughs> shit. Yeah. So for me, uh, in like the even in like the ESPN said because like my whole vision was like like torn it was like I was watching this shit and I'm like yo it's so much more like we talk about and we 
and we are this culture. Like, we talk about so much more, and it was, like, the whole energy about the media, but, like, mm-hmm. I watch guys like Shannon Sharp and think about, like, how dope he be on his own. Um, back in the day when I was, like, really avid about sports, because it was, at, at first, the passion was just sports. It was, like, Stephen A and guys like that. And then I realized, you know, just, like, it was more about me and, me being a black man and, like, impacting black culture than it was about sports for me. So it was guys like, you know, Joe Budden. I'm always about, like, self-made people and people who kind of get out there mm-hmm. and, and trailblazers. The Bill Simmons, the Big Cats. Um, uh, at Barstool, like, I mean, I mean, I'm practically patterning Bill Simmons and, and Big Cat. I'm pat- patterning my whole behavior behind them. I'm just trying to do it for black culture. Right. Where, like, you go, like, to the ringer. I want people to be able to come to Wildcard one day. And we got a catalog of content spanning the entire culture so you can come on here and get hair tutorials, whatever. But it's going to be the culture, and I'm going to breed creators because I realize it's like when you look at like ESPN, right, mm-hmm. they get to choose who is the authority in what field. Right, right. Overnight, they make Kendrick Perkins the man. Quick. And make you respect him. Somebody who, you know, because before it was like you got to be able to get buckets to get on TV and, and – no, actually, whoever ESPN tell you is the the, the, the listen to you will listen to. Yeah, and I, I think that's only for their TV products. So, yeah, because they got podcasts there, like like Zach Lowe, for example. He's a big Love ESPN Lowe. guy, but he talking to the beat writer at the Knicks. Yeah, but the ain't nobody. But that, but but Zach Lowe is more for the podcaster, like right for the person that's who like wants to niche, get into the weeds. That's yeah, his personality. I yeah. love Zach Lowe. I, I, you know, the Lowe Post. That's my shit. That's my shit for real. Yeah. So like but to your point though, bro, they just did the same thing with Malik Andrews. And mm-hmm. They can they oh, they just overhauled their entire staff. Then they just tell you who you gonna listen to now. I and I want to be the track, per- yo. Go ahead. But I want to ask both of y'all since y'all both. Big sports guys. I ain't gonna lie. I was a big fan of Rachel Nichols. I really liked her. What do y'all think about the change between Rachel Nichols to Malika Andrews in terms of expertise, in terms of like knowledge of the game, just feel overall fit? Like, uh, I, I liked Rachel Nichols. I liked what she was doing. My pro blackness won't allow me to get to in my in my feels about that situation. She fucked up, and that's what would happen to us probably. So. Deal with it. I respect it. Um, I'm not a fan of Malika either, though. The like fit, I just feel like it's forced. Yeah, and sometimes you don't have to force it. Um, it kind of is forced. Um, yeah, it feels forced it, because she wasn't supposed to be the one. I don't think she kind of went through the process. The one that was supposed to be the one is who Rachel was talking about, and she left and she yeah. bounced on the ass. Who is that? What's her name? Uh, I can't think of her name. She's Chapman. the taller. Uh, Chuck yeah, Tracy woman. Chapman or something. Uh-uh, that's not even uh-uh. close. Tripping. But I, I can see her face. I can't think of her name. She left. She does what? NBC? She is. Uh, she she, she's like doing the football stuff now. She'll be at the I college know. football her games just, and the NFL games. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, Whoever we definitely is, apologize. I apologize. I think she was supposed to be the one, but I don't super care who's in them spots, truthfully. Right. I'm not watching them shows anymore. They're not talking about, they're talking about the little shit that I've seen on Twitter mm-hmm. at this point. That's Maria Taylor. Maria Taylor. Yeah. Damn, I butchered that. I'm sorry. I, Taylor. And I, I, I don't think uh, Malika Andrews got, like, a the best relationship with players either. Like, she's I, too fresh. Yeah, she's she had fresh. the opportunity she to be the out there. Guys. Like, I see, like, yeah. John. That's because she like fine that. as hell. Oh, damn. If that's fine the case, uh, how you feel okay. about uh, Taylor Rooks? I think Taylor Rooks got the relationships, but she's also fine as hell. She that's let me tell y'all. Want me to tell y'all? I think she's talented though. Look, to... it's time to look. You know what? You just sent this here. It's time anyway. I'm gonna tell you a story. This is 
It's a funny story you say about Taylor Rooks and, and her uh, her looks, right? Okay. I got to tread lightly here. It's a sensitive point in my relationship. <laughs> this, so I met. <laughs> she looks good. So I meet Amber. It's about like a couple months into the relationship. Yeah. Taylor Rooks posts a photo. My dumb ass under there dropping hard eyes. And oh, shit. Yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> they didn't think she was going to see that. One. She didn't. She didn't. Homegirl saw it. Uh-huh. A homegirl screenshot and sent it to her like, this, this, uh-huh. this your nigga? That's trash. She's. I don't even know her. So I learned, but I learned. That's, that's what you said. That's, not, that's what I'm saying. That's that's what I said. That's exactly what I said. I ain't gonna use my language. I said I don't even know this. I'm not probably yeah. even gonna meet her. Yeah. She's like, nah, we don't. Nah, that's just bad optics. Because you see how they just screenshot and send this it, to me. It is a lesson it's, to be learned. Yeah, right? so it's it was just a lesson it's just learned. whack how it occurs. Yeah, right? it was it's trash. Like, I don't. First of all, fuck your friend. Yeah, because it's hey, on me. Hold nothing. on, whoever did that, straight up. Fuck you. You know what I mean? That was uh, yeah. Cause y'all not even mad at Taylor Rooks for real. Y'all just mad that I was seen doing that. Right. That's the whole conversation. That's what it's about. Cause Instagram it's, fucked up look with at that Amber weak bitch ass nigga over here. I knew I ain't like this nigga. Look <laughs> at this nigga, bro. <laughs> Shut that shit down. That shit was screenshotted like you embarrassing me, Cam. Exactly. That's that's exactly. What it is. That's what it really was. Yeah, about. that's exactly what it was about. She had to explain it to me. That's so it. I feel like this next question is inappropriate. Then what's up? I was gonna ask y'all like who do who do y'all think are just some. Like, I answer the fucking question. What you mean? Across, like just in this in the uh, culture, like in the she, actually, she asked Amber asked me just yesterday. She like, do I got a celebrity crush? And I don't like, but who fine? So I, I think a lot of women are attractive. Run your list. Um, <laughs> man, the rooks on there for sure. Oh my god! In, in this industry, are we keeping it in this industry? I don't think I know enough women in the industry, so I'll it's not say. that deep. But I mean, I like Taylor Rooks. You know, Malika like, Andrews got a sister too. In the, uh, I think I like the sister better. You think so? I think so. Cause she the uh, she the beat writer out in Golden State, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick somebody though, just in in the sport game that I was I was rocking with is Sydney Carter out there coaching. University of Texas. Ah, she fucking I think I've seen her before. And see, I know. that's I the thought, way I'd be dripped down. Yeah, right? and see, I thought when I was following her way back when, when she was at a uh, and M, or was that Mississippi? I can't remember exactly what it was, but I thought I, you know, like you, you follow somebody, you're like, yeah, ain't nobody else following this. I'm the only person double tapping these photos <laughs> in my friend circle. That's, that's never how that seeing, goes. And I start seeing my homeboys pop up. <laughs> <Y'all laughs> Do y'all be getting like? salty? With the, you know who I like? Uh. She worked for Golden State. I think her name was Ross. Oh Ross yeah, Ryan. I oh, ain't talking about. Um, she uh, <laughs> she worked on ESPN too. Yeah, she um, she Nigerian. She be filling in for uh, Molly and shit. Uh, her name Ross Gold. Yeah, Wude, I think. She definitely an attractive. Molly trash. That's what you talking about. Some trash. I can tell you who trash though. For sure. Right here. Uh, my favorite was Carrie Champion though. She was cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she you know she her? she decent. I know exactly Drake, talking about. I think Drake uh Drake, Drake did all of that. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Drake did all of that. Yeah. Drake. Yeah, he he liked that. He got the budget for it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> he got the budget yeah. in the in the wine and dine energy. The oh yeah, it's experience. a I saw when he uh he booked the uh Dodger Stadium up. Oh, yeah, take, for uh, uh Shorty. Amari. We talked about Amari Bailey Mom. Yeah. That's, That's tough. Different. They crossed too many lines. <sighs> He hanging out with the boy and just to get his mama, that's tough. He gave him the chain and all yeah. the youngin' rocking the chain, OVO chain. That's messed up. 
<laughs> and he's loving it though. He don't even yeah, know he not, he not, it ain't it ain't it really clicking. Click like yo, he really. I was trying to tell. See, Twan in real time. Sometimes Twan be with the. He is. Uh, I'm glad you yo. identified that he's worse than me. Cause he be like, I'm like, Twan, that's boys. That's fucked up. Jake, you gotta lead the kids out of this. This kid is innocent. This kid don't. He don't know no better. He just like he on the internet with the chain on. He just like my mama talked to Drake and it's like at that point that's just like probably your badge honor. Like my mama talked to Drake. That's not a badge. Well, he don't realize he looked real sad out here. Is he hooping? Is is he? Is he? This his first year? I think he's still in high school. No, he at UCLA. Oh, I don't know. Watch college basketball. Yeah, that shit trash. He got to develop a jump shot. That shit. Let, you know what? That's I'm going right to the. All I know shit. is Drake don't right. hang out with him no more. Oh yeah, I know. He, he was out here wearing the chain yeah, and shit. That's what, so that's, that's look, what make it look crazy. He, and if he don't go to the league, he gonna look back at this, and that's gonna be his claim to fame. Shout out to Mark. That's man. gonna be tough. You a stepson. <laughs> that's gonna be tough. OVO stepson for real. That's man. gonna be tough, man. He jealous of the real son. So check, oh, man. <laughs> so check me out, man. I gotta. We gonna we gonna we gonna turn the bullshit meter on a little bit. Okay. I got a segment. I'll lead that in twenty two. Sure. So I need y'all to think. I'm gonna give y'all like twenty five seconds to think about some things that we gonna leave in twenty twenty two. I got one thing off top. Already. Okay. A lot of people gonna hate me for this, but I really don't rock with the BBLs, bro. Like I really, <laughs> oh, man. I really just, <laughs> I don't like it, bro. I don't the lip fillers too. I don't like. I'm indifferent. I don't like none of that, y'all. If you want to, don't come to me with none of that. No lip fillers, no enhancements, no BBL. You're not, you're not fucking with none of that. I'm not into that, bro. I'd rather you have no ass. Like, I'd rather you have nothing and just, I'll take that. Yeah, man, Glorilla. That. Yeah, Glorilla kind of cute in the face. You talk, yeah. Twan, actually, God, Twan actually like Glorilla. I do fuck with Glow. No, no, I love Glow and her yeah. music off the chain. Shout out to Big Glow, man. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. Off that CMG tape, when I heard tomorrow, I told my homie, I'm like, that's the one. He like, no. It's, I'm like, bro, that song right there, I'm like, Crazy. That's, that's the one. She took off shortly after that. Tough. Um, so BBLs. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not get too far away from this. BBL. BBLs. And I'm indifferent because I'm also, because he, he know how I get about this. I don't believe in them. You, don't gotta, you know, it's not necessary because me and my girl talk about this all the time. And it's this belief <clears throat> that. They are trying to impress men, but it's a grand demographic of men who don't want that. Right. So you're trying to impress, let's say, the Drake-type guy, but it's only one of them. 17,000 BBLs trying to impress one type of guy. Right. He's so fucking my, them all. Huh? He's fucking them all. I mean, Drake is. And Drake now, he, he, he's, he's taking it down. Yeah. But there's just, <laughs> like you say, like, it's people out here. I got my shout-out to my dog, Bruce. Bruce stands on this same ground where he don't want nothing to do with it. Like, if you got one, I'm good on you. I'm straight. Now, the women that get them, you know, after having children, you know, that might not be able to work out, whatever. That's that's a little bit more understandable. But if you just getting it because you feel like this will make you attract more men, I can't stand yeah. by that because that show that your mind is not strong. Okay. So that that's where I can get with you because I don't got a problem with nobody going to get the BBL. I got past that. Do your thing. You get right. your bag up. Because, one, we just get extra with it, but white women in all cultures have been getting cosmetic surgery. I don't like them. Yeah? Yeah, white women are dangerous. Yeah, 
Hey, you know what? Let me let me walk back that hey, whole I don't point. Like you, bro. You're gonna get us canceled in twenty twenty three. I said it, man. You know when Nick when Nick Cannon said that them folks was bad people, they I they ain't said nothing about them. I, I said I white women are dangerous, and that is a true statement. No, Nick Cannon just said something like then he said lie. like white people are like really he said something like they just are really evil. Some shit he was we saying. We not saying nothing yeah, like that. Let's not go there though. I'ma just say uh-huh. when I was a kid, I learned early, bro, growing up in Philly, I think I was in Elementary school, I saw Kobe on the news. Like oh, yeah. that was all I needed to see. From that point <laughs> on, I just I'm like, see. I just like black women. I'm gonna just yeah. stay over here. That yeah. was enough. Bro, we get preached. We get taught that in our cribs. Like I don't even know how my family would react if I, you know, you know what I'm saying. At the end of the day, I could do what I want, but I just don't know what my family would do yeah. if I walked through the door. So now that's gonna that's gonna bridge me into my a piggyback off of that elitist in 2022. Stop. Black, what is my camera right here? Yep. Black brothers, stop marrying white women. Bro. <laughs> Real talk. It's, I have no problem with white people in general. Make I am, back to Umar proud, man. I am. Oh, this damn near Umar. This is from the book of Umar. Yeah. Real talk here, because I, I, when it comes to this, me and him bar for bar, we stand toe to toe. Yeah. I have no problem with white people in general. I am highly pro black. Yeah. There's no value for black people to be marrying white people. There's no reason for... I hate when black athletes do this. They go, Pat Mahomes, I just, I'm going to call Pat out, yeah. first and foremost. And you go, you go. Right? I don't want... You black, because yeah. when he do something wrong, what he going to be? He is black. Period. She's just weak, though, like... <laughs> Let me get there. Never even Let me get on my Umar... It's, it's, a, it's a magic Umar carpet ride I'm going to take you on. So not only... Dude, the minute you get your 400 M's, you go get half of back to the white people. She like Here's the worst man, part man. about it. We never get top-notch white women. I don't even know what a top-notch like, white Like, coming is. from, like, it's all about pedigree, honestly. Like, when it, when you're talking about top-notch. Kardashian? No, well, I guess, so, yeah, so because they come from, you know, rich family. Okay. Like, where you, you actually buying into, like, some type of value. Like, right. when you marry into the family, you marrying into some property and stuff. We marry like we marry white women and stuff that ain't got a pot to piss in. Just like us, they come from families who ain't got nothing. They got two <laughs> No, I'm just being. I'm just this. Just we here to be real. Right. We here. It's a. I feel like it's a grand responsibility to come with this shit. Like you can't be pro black if you don't care about black people all the time. If all your decisions aren't geared around, right. or if if you if if a decision you make is gonna hurt black people, I think you can't make that decision. 100%. That's the way I look at it. So I we, agree with you when you phrase uh-huh. it like that. But I'm I'm more of the like I personally just don't care about people relationships that much. So yeah, I don't do what make you happy. But when I see the picture of the Knicks, and I see oh it hurt me. That hurt. It hurt me. It hurts though. It's, it's V. V the only one with with a, a sister. And, but V ain't even American. V about to take her back to Czechoslovakia. You know what picture I'm talking about? Yes. Bro, but dog. When it, I see that, it, it does hurt, though, bro. bro. But I think everybody should love who they love. Me and Amber got too many texts. I was about to say, I sent it to Amber. I'm like, I'd be disappointed. Yeah, it's like, hurt. I don't care who you Which talk to. I think to. that's about, though. It's I heard 50 Cent say this, Oh, yeah. this a, I like this. 50 said, honestly, he said, when you get to those elite levels of society, he said, it ain't really no black woman in those parties or like in those circles with the wealthy elites. That was what yeah. he said. He said, you're going to see the white, you're going to see the Asian, you're going to see, I guess what people would call more exotic women, but our women, our people aren't really heavily represented 
in yeah. those rooms. That I agree with. And here's my opinion. <clears throat> is that in those phases of like life where they making these decisions who they're going to spend the rest of their life with, because I think that happens way before they get into those rooms, mm-hmm. the white woman is willing to do what the black woman, especially this age of black woman, not willing to do. I think that's a big they, it, A white woman coming in and they see the whole vision. If this guy makes it, I just need to be submissive and I'm set. I don't need to worry about none of this other stuff. I ain't gonna lie to Black you, women think- trying to get it and they trying to also get it on their own yeah. and they not thinking about latching on the back of him. So they not trying to submit to him and a lot of the times though they not also trying to help him either. Mm. Like so when he get back to the room it's like if you like the white woman see it like that's the breadwinner. So when he right. get back to the room he gonna have a meal. I'm gonna give my every last dollar to this. You know they invest in him too. All right. All right, I got to push back on that. Yeah, I, I got push some pushback back for that too. Y'all got it? Because I, I have seen, like, I got a lot of female friends, and I've seen them play that role, and niggas dogged them out. Like, they got dogged out straight up, bro. So I think black women is willing to, like, do all of those things. I just think sometimes the niggas, they be at fault. <laughs> just being Absolutely. Slime balls. That was the lie. third part I was going to get to. And then the yeah. third part was just black men are just sometimes just very unappreciative of right. what black women do. That's that's a real thing, and I yeah, think just sure. culturally, the way we communicate with each other is different. Like we a little bit more. I ain't gonna say we aggressive, but it's just a way that we talk. It's a certain delivery. It's a certain tone, and I think as a man, sometimes you don't necessarily. It's not always the case, but I'll say like you don't necessarily always want that energy being brought back to you, especially what we're seeing in today's climate. A lot of the women. How can I best say this? I'm going to just say straight up, a lot of the women are demonstrating more masculine tendencies. Like, let's say, we just were talking about Glorilla, like her rap voice and mm-hmm. her... What she be talking about? I, I wish yeah. she talks I love it. Yeah, I love me, it. I, I love it. But do I necessarily, after a long day of work, do I want to come home to that? I can't honestly say that. So I, I would say culturally, like, the ways in which we communicate with each other, I don't know if that got anything to do with it, but it's just a little different. I, mm-hmm. I had a Hispanic girlfriend. She was... Uh, Dominican, I believe. Right when I came to her house, I couldn't even come over if she didn't have dinner ready. Like her mom used to be like, "Yo, you ain't make dinner, fam." I used to be like, "I ain't never experienced <laughs> like this in my life." All like, right, shit, I'm like, coming over. <laughs> like, what's he said, the, "What time is dinner? What's on the menu today?" <laughs> if you want to hang out? Sure, I'm coming. You, you want to come over after school? Yeah, yes. Of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, I'm sure that it is black households that, you know, function that way, but I just have yet to. Yeah. I ain't really experienced Yeah, that. I think, and I mean, that's just, that's, you know, we can get in the rabbit hole. That's disjointing this from 200 years oh, yeah. of, of, yeah. of disjointing this. And I think that plays into the relationship between the, also I think it's the inferiority complex where it's like the black, I think a white woman would do similar things, and I think the black dude would be kind of skeptical to, like, push back. But I think with a sister here, you know, like you say, dog her ass out for something very similar. Like, I, I, I think, cause I, oh, I you watch, I, don't super agree I watch, with that. I watch me, I, I watch black people do it all the time. Where like, they homeboy will tell them something, mm-hmm. and they be like, oh, I get the fuck out of here, and they'll go out on the street and like a white dude will tell them to do it, and they'll just be like, oh, okay, that's a great idea. And it's like just this idea that like you know that obviously the white is right idea. I don't a lot think of people subscribe to that. Translates between relationships. Relationship Why you think so? I don't think so either. I'm with the Umar shit. Like, we get the lowest bottom of the barrel white woman, and but we treat them better than we treat our own women. I we think treat that's them, a different point, though, than your last point. I mean, I think it's an inferior. I mean, when you treat, like, you treat our own women like right. scabs, and then you putting this 
in reality scab, like, because they at least at the same level as the woman you treating like shit, you putting them above you, I feel like that's some type of, I feel, anybody you do that, whether it's a woman, if you do it with a man, like, if you do it with, like, a, like, say, a, your athlete or celebrity and you come in and you put your pants on the same way as me, so I feel like it's you some type of inferiority. I, I think there. it's a lot of black men out there that just truly feel undeserving of black women. Like, they don't feel masculine enough mm. because of how culturally we tend to emasculate black men. Uh, if you light skin or whatever it is, like, whatever it is you do, like, if you don't fit into certain boxes or thresholds, I just feel like certain black men just don't feel like they are enough for mm-hmm. black women because a lot of the narratives that we see in society today. And I think it's easier to try to figure out a black woman for a lot of guys. I think it's easier to just, because of what they associate black women with, mm-hmm. the aggressiveness, the whatever else. And that may be is. a perspective I don't have because I That's went to an HBCU. Yeah, we went that's, to HBCU. That's stuff, we nigga. went to HBCU, so it, it ain't no, it wasn't no option. Like, but yeah. I can probably like, it, especially at PWIs, probably like, yeah, you're like the black girls be hard. I'm sure because yeah. HBCUs, you got to come and you got to step and you got to have. Been to New York? No, it once, once. Go try to talk to a shorty from New York. She'll call you a pussy, a bitch, a dickhead, a bozo. That's mm-hmm. how they talk. Like, yeah. That's just how they like. And if you can't, get if you with can't that, match that, that energy, shit. they gonna think you soft. So a lot of black men, they just, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They don't even feel like, you know what I'm they don't feel like they They go straight to the Latin right, club. Them niggas is soft. Get straight yeah. to the Because you don't even have to hit them with that energy back, right? You could spin that shit. Like, you laugh at them. Like, that shit don't bother me. I ain't going to lie, bro. I be bothered. I don't be bothered. I don't, I, don't I just, I just, I wasn't raised with women that talk like that. I was I raised just, around I, some fucking gut-ass women, boy. They, I could talk some shit right back. Yeah. We go. See, bro, I don't like getting into that. See, I'm, I'm not necessarily like demonstrative with my shit okay. talk, right? All right. I I talk, I roast the shit out of you right here. I don't care that you're angry. I'm, I, see, I'm have not you laughing at that. I'm demonstrative. I'm gonna get Me in too. your ass. So I know I gotta keep myself within a certain level because I know if I get to that point, mm-hmm. you call me a dickhead, bozo, all that. It's up. I might say something to you that I'd never be able to recover from. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even try to get uh-uh. to those levels with people like that. So you say no, no. Yeah, I love black women though. I just, I just think that I think it's generally, I think it's a lot of black men that just feel unworthy. Like they, that's crazy. That's a perspective. I'm listening to him. I like, never heard the term unworthy. But yeah, I but I can get. Saying. Yeah, it's like yeah. I can get it. But it's like, damn, I never. That's super I, deep. Y'all from the south, though, bro. Yeah. Well, you from the south? Mm-hmm. You experienced the south one. You went to HBCU. Mm-hmm. I'm coming from straight PWIs. Yeah. Like I, I've seen it, bro. I, mm-hmm. I hear it in conversation up north. It's a, it's a totally different. Experience. Yeah, that's why I'm saying, like, damn, like you said, I'm from the south HBCU. I'm like, yeah. all I know is black. You feel me? And like, uh. I had the luxury. I'm African, so I'm, I'm Liberian. So culturally, like, your sister serve you, your aunt, your mom. Like, they serve the men. I got my homies. They always say, like, damn, bro, like, like, American women, they don't never do nothing like this. Like, I wish my sister curse me out before she come <laughs> bring my plate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so mm-hmm. it, it just, it's just a little different. But I do think, like, a lot of black men just feel undeserving. I don't think every black man just – want to go out the culture. I, I genuinely don't think that. I just think they feel like they unfit That's tough. for a lot of black women. And maybe it is soft, 
But that's a part of the problem, Twan. That's that, that make it even yeah. worse when we call them soft for feeling like you got to take the challenge on. See, though, my nigga. Yeah, I, it's like I refrain from calling them soft. It's like couldn't be me. That's that's my any like. Don't come with me with that bullshit. You hear me? Because yeah. it's just like <laughs> they, they won't submit to me. And it's like because and their response is like, "Nigga, you not somebody to submit to." So what? Mm. What about Dana White? You know what I mean? You seen Dana how, White. You seen uh, he smacked his, he smacked his lady up after she smacked him. I don't think you should smack a lady. That's yeah, what I mean. I where's the line at, Twan? It's no not smacking. No domestic violence. It's, <laughs> no, it's not. The line is right before smacking. Right. I, I really don't want to yell at you. Because them New Yorkers, though, they'll smack you, Twan. Oh, yeah. They'll smack you, Twan. And I just. She hey. might do a little more than smack you. Yeah. No, I, I defend myself. I'm not finna get stabbed or beat oh, yeah. up. But I'm out. We don't uh, condone domestic violence. At all. Uh, is it domestic violence if you. I, I don't so. even want to like have no. It's the cuff. I'll fight. I'll fight. That's woman. not what I'm saying. But like, if I I don't want to have no loud argument with you either, because we're not even talking. We're just yelling. So you proving. I'm, I'm what Twan is saying, bro. This conversation is proving my point. Going back to, again, they go back to your childhood. A lot of black people in general. If you saw your mom, you said you come from a, a group of rowdy black women. You when when you go out into the world, yeah. Perception of women is first and foremost is going to be based off what you encounter in right. your household. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, if you come from the trenches, you come from the ghetto, you done seen this, a lot of people be like, yeah, I want something different. Like, I don't want to experience this again. And I'm not going to lie But all you. that is in black people, though. And I think that's the key with us going to HBCUs because it's mm. like, it's all niggas, but all them niggas is different. Mm-hmm. All them so niggas is saw the whole spectrum. Yeah, because yeah. you just get a bunch of, like, that's what I'm saying. Is like, you, you get real culture at HBCU because you getting black folks from Cali. Half our school, damn, it was from Cali. From Alaska. You getting them from, yeah, Alaska. The Bahamas. You, black people? Black. Everybody all black. of them black. That's beautiful. It may have been, like, Philly, fucking four New York. or five white boys I've seen there that were, like, undergrads yeah. the yeah. whole time there. Everybody. So it's every region of Midwest, and it's a it's enough of them from every region. For you can get a real pulse of like everybody different, like you say, like the New York joints got a little different vibe, yeah. the Philly joints got a different vibe, the, the Cali girls got a different vibe. But at the core of it, they all can throw some shit at you. Right? Yeah. They all can throw some shit at you, man. Damn, that's and an interesting perspective. Yeah, I just, never had that perspective. I just, I just, you just learn. Like, I, I realize, like, like you, black women got a lot of different flavors, and you just got to figure out what flavor good for you. It's, it's definitely not. Because I think when people do that, black I people, think they, people. yeah, black people, definitely. When people do that, like say, oh, you know, I'm unworthy or whatever, like, and say, you know, I can't deal is because I think they don't have a, a real good even gauge of blackness themselves. Because most of us only have experienced, like you say, the same, like, whatever the blackness in your household was. For 100%. me, it was like a way different from you, obviously. My mama wasn't making no fucking said my daddy Don't played or none of that though, shit. They, they was crazy. They was crazy. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm talking about like the serving part oh, where you yeah. like, nah, my mama like, yeah, my daddy come in and like he get the big piece of chicken oh, and yeah, all yeah. that shit. But my mama ain't really making his plate right. and doing all that shit. It's and, a little different. Yeah, so you might even prop your feet up. Mm-hmm. And you just going to HBC, you find people from all over like the the, the world, honestly. Like it's some people from Philly that had that same kind of lifestyle and you can relate to it you know and then you got some people in the south that grew up just like you you know and that's why as i get older i try to be careful like making generalizing statements when it comes to the black community because our community is just so broad so even Mm -hmm. anything i just talked about that's just my experience of growing up in philly uh 
New York in close proximity, mm-hmm. New Jersey, like up north, like it is just a little bit more, you know, aggressive in some ways. Yeah. Oh, I know for sure. It's like, because even Amber, she's from, from St. Louis. So it's like, you learn, like I learned a lot, like, yo, like, you, why you so like, cause she real like non-confrontational where me, you know, South, uh, we going to go at it. Like people from the South, we going, cause it ain't like, we not culturally like super quick tempered people. And like, you know, that's the difference. up North. She like, I mean, well, Midwest, she like, nah, these people, they just, they yeah. motherfucker would just open fire. Just at the slightest <laughs> disagreement. Seriously, and it's bro. like, it's getting like that out here. Yeah. It's getting like that out here. But like the South I grew up in, it was like, Nah, that's not you. You our big problem was the you know the racism and stuff like that. Like she like nah, that was getting shot at the party was like yeah. the biggest concern. Like yeah. and that shit wasn't even a concern for us. It was like the getting picked on by the police and shit was I like concern for us. Bro, like I had to like rework my brain like as I got older, bro. Because like a lot of the stuff that I internalized coming from Philly that's quote unquote normal like, is not normal related to black mm-hmm. people. Being in Atlanta is, is, is really like a breath of fresh air in a lot of ways. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's perfect here, but, yeah. like, this is the first time I went to, like, I think it's called Breakfast at Barney's. Yeah. That's the first time I went to a, a black-owned restaurant where all the people in line were black. black people. I'm like, damn, like, something like this in Philly, I'm, I'm waiting for this to get shot up or something <laughs> at some point. Like, but everybody was just vibing. It was good. I don't know if Bar Vegan owned by a black person. But oh, yeah. We go in there, it's just, it's. That's black on. Black on. I never experienced that back mm-hmm. home, bro. So like y'all experienced it going to HBCU. I think it was. Like, yeah, black. it just that that was like because even just in my like like I tell you my own blackness raised like my parents even taught me some real like if I wouldn't have went to HBCU it'd have been some shit I even felt about black people that was so untrue like mm-hmm. when you go into an environment like because coming into college you know you would think like you know black people lazy you you kind of like you know and. It's a lot of stuff. It's like, you know, you think that black products ain't, you know, up to par, and then you go to an HBCU, and then you see every day nothing but black excellence all the time. It gives you this confidence in blackness. It gives you this, like, yo, we not so bad, like, because you grind and you watch people. Like, the guy was coming in, ain't nothing like the guy I'm sitting in today. And it's just like you watch your, your – He's a wild boy. Yeah, you watch, like – Unnecessarily, too. Yeah, but I was ignorant. I ain't know no better, man. I ain't had no direction. I ain't yeah. had no nothing. Like, I just was smart enough to make smart decisions and had good enough parents to keep me out of the bullshit. Right. But I watched, like, myself and other people, like, go from being, like, very ignorant to, like, teaching – and being some of the most brilliant people in – Society today, I got like I look at my friend group. I'm like, yo, we I got friends, real estate, fashion, like whatever you name it, like some of the, the heaviest hitters in the game, and it's like it just give you a confidence, bro. No, it does. And I, I think uh, I got a little taste of that when I got the temple. That was the first time I saw black people that wasn't just like the black people from Philly. Like I saw black people from the DMV. I saw black people straight from Africa. Like mm-hmm. I saw a bunch of different blacks. So that definitely opened my eyes. But I want to hear more of y'all. What y'all leaving in 2022? We got far away from that. Yeah, I got one more. And then we got to wrap it up. But I'm going to say procrastination, man. That's the thing for me. Like, I definitely be procrastinating. I definitely need to stop doing that shit in 2023. It's a lot of shit I want to accomplish. Do it now. Take a little sacrifice and a little moving things around. But I want to get out of my uh, comfort zone. I'm kind of in a better place with life now. You know what I'm saying? The co-parenting thing is getting a little better. Shout out. Cross state shit for a while, but we we good. We in Atlanta. 
And now it's giving me the space and opportunity to kind of take off for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I'm, that's where I'm at with it for 2023. So I'm leaving that bullshit in 22. Yeah. I left, I definitely was, I did a lot of procrastinating. Like we talked about the computer thing earlier. Like I think it created a lot of like, like, fuck it. I'll just do it later. It's just yeah. like, you know, like I, I can't do it right now. I can't go through that right now, but new mantra this year is just, just do it now. You know that what I mean? Shit. Do it. Whatever you, the all that other bullshit you do on a regular, that filler that you do with your filler time, that shit going to be there. So whether it's the weed you smoking, the drink you drank in the club. Candy the, crush. You, whatever it is, your vice, man. That's why my new thing is earn your snacks, bro. It's like, that's really, it's, it's deeper than just like, I mean, for me, you know, in the like surface level, it's like going to the gym and earning, like, you know, if you want to eat, you know, cookies, right. go do, you know, do the hard work and then so you can earn that cookie. But it also is, like, for me, applicable to, like, That's a life. life. Yeah, right. yeah, it's, like, earn your snack. So, for me, it's, like, if if you drink or if you play video games, like, you got to do something to earn right. the bullshit. You feel me? That's just the way I look at it. And if you do that, nine times out of ten, you ain't going to make it to the bullshit. Right. So, if I just choose to edit something instead of hop on 2K, I never end up getting on 2K. Y'all left me out the drive, man. Y'all gave these formal ass responses, and I'm talking about BBLs. And- I got That's one. That's a good thing, though. Cancel culture is the other one I want to leave in 2022. That ain't going nowhere. It got to. It's I mean, game. it ain't. Go- I, it, I think it's it ain't real. Away. Honestly, it's not real. Who been canceled for real? Nobody. R. Kelly dropped the album a month ago. Yeah, not nobody's been canceled. I'm mad I ain't hit play. He they still. That's fine. They not canceled. No, he's not fine, canceled. Bro. He it's locked up because he did crimes. I mean, I'm not saying what he did was fine by <laughs> any did, stretch. He did no, crimes. That's why he locked just up. Saying that, like, are you saying being in jail is fine? Like, no, 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 no. He's that, we just the example we used was somebody that committed a crime. Right. But people are getting canceled for much, much less. You know what I'm saying? Quote but they're unquote. not really getting canceled. Like, yeah. you know, they may have like corporate sponsorships that you know people kind of step away from them. But like now, like we've been talking about, a lot of people are. Building their own infrastructures, so that's, you don't, you're that's, not getting that's real canceled. Though. Like that's, I'm saying, let's say <clears throat> Tiffany Haddish, right? She might be, it might be over for. I don't her. think so. You don't think so? And she got her own little thing going on. Yeah, I don't. I think I haven't she, really seen or heard. Yeah, she had been low since that situation, yeah. but that was in reality since we we on Twitter world. That was maybe two months ago. That wasn't that long ago. It was maybe October when that shit happened. Nobody really cares, bro. I, I, that's Man. what I really realized too. That nobody, they cancel culture is like an impulse, emotionally driven little thing. But nobody cares enough to follow up on shit. That shit is fucking saying. draining, dog. Yeah, yeah, like I realized, like people just don't follow up. So it's like even like the Tory Lane shit. Like if social media didn't exist, nobody would have kept up with the trial. Right. I think it just you know what I mean. You just got to get to a point where you just don't really care, and you know that. I don't. I think Drake said something like it's a 72-hour rule. Like, the first 24 hours, it's probably going to be real big and it's going to be bad. If you could get past that, make it to the next 48 hours, it'd be bad. It could get a little less. When you make it to that third day, you realize, oh, uh, they on to the next topic. Yeah. It ain't that bad. That's just what's going to happen. It's just it's a cycle. And that's why, for me, I like I told him, even <clears throat> with my journey and content and all this stuff, I didn't delete my old Twitter. Yeah. The Twitter I got is that same wild boy Twitter I had. When I was calling motherfuckers all type of wild shit. Yeah. You can go on my Twitter, I'm sure, and it's some wild, sh- cancelable shit. I don't give a fuck. I'm mad I, I deleted really, my Twitter. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Because what it is for me is a sign. Like, I want to look back and see where I came from. It's like, yeah, I was that. 
I'm not that. And the people, and one thing I learned about cancel culture, the people who cancel you never fucked with you. Right. So they can't cancel you because they was never putting money in your pocket. Right. They never was doing that. So the people, because my partners ain't going to cancel me because they know the person. They know your character. Yeah, the people right. that's fucking with you, they with you for a totally different reason. They, You've been open with them. You know, the people who watching this pod know. I talk about it. I'm open. I'm. This is who I am. So they right. ain't going to be no secret or something. Cam used the F word, not the not not fuck, but that other F word I on did. Twitter. I'm sure I did one day, but the '90s was a wild time. It was we wasn't regulated at that point. <laughs> that you was, feel that me? That was a normal. That word. type that of language was wasn't regulated, so it's it like for me, word. that's all I'm gonna say about it when it comes. Like, yo, that shit not cool now. I wouldn't say it now. Hell, I'm. People think I'm gay now because I'm always standing for the LGBTQ. I don't, don't let me get them. I done fucked up. I shouldn't have even started to say the letters because you got to get them all right. I support everybody. Get you out of it's here. A big LGBTQ. Don't start if you can't. I don't know if that's the correct in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. I support everybody. I want everybody to be yeah. happy. Shout out to Gaberhood. We talked about that a little earlier. Yeah. Gaberhood. <laughs> uh, what's the uh, like neighborhood with Gaberhood? They probably got gang members and shit. Yeah. I like to have fun with differences. That's, that's why Dave Chappelle also one of my... Uh, Influence. I just I enjoy how he just just being real. You it's like that's one like you can just be real and talk about any, but you just got to be consistent with the realness and that's who you are right. in tackling uh, topics. Like I don't think anybody gonna be like oh you know somebody always gonna find something. Well yeah, but the with majority everything. of people are gonna be like that's just Cam or that's just Tay. That shit is just you getting know? drowned out these days. Like they they mad about some shit every day, but yeah. two three years ago that shit was stopping everything. Right. But yeah. now it's like, nigga, yeah, what you going to be mad at tomorrow? Yeah. They you know tried to cancel Skip Bayless, and I'm just like, dog, I get what happened. But it's like, and it's more, it's more just like who you don't like. It's like nobody really likes Skip Bayless, so the minute, like, they're just waiting for him to do something to, like, tear him down. That's that's one thing I do hate about, like, American culture. It's not even black culture. It's like everybody, like, waiting for you to fuck up. And like fail, like I do truly that's, think. That, oh, you said it's not. That's that is American culture. Yeah, I think that's American culture. That's not even black culture. I just think everybody, like, no matter how good you are, like they can't wait. They raise you up. Yeah, they can't wait for your downfall because it's like yeah. people want to see you doing good, but just not, not too good. Yeah. I think what I got, like where I'm at now, when it comes to the podcasting space, like what I love about it the most is that a lot of the podcasts I listen to, like Joe Button podcast or whatever. We're seeing people that have lived through all of the BS. We lived through, like you said, in the 90s, the F word, that might have been acceptable. It's not now. But these people are, they made it and they survived through that to be able to give us these experiences and that wisdom from those eras. And I think nowadays, like, with this cancel culture, we don't give people the opportunity to, like, learn and grow and, like, yeah. mature from their mistakes. Like they, It's like they want everybody to be, like, perfect. perfect. And that's They just want everybody realistic. to be anything but themselves. Right. Like, it's people just, people who are imperfect are expecting other people to be perfect. It's we all coming from different blowing. backgrounds, yeah. uh, socioeconomic statuses, cultures. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way that we all can come to this and just be the model human being or model citizens. So, like, I just, that's what I hate most about cancel culture is, like, just that expectation of just, it's just not, it's not real. So, forget the BBLs, y'all, like. I'm that's going to get you canceled, canceled, too. It is. No, that's going to get you canceled. No, it's not. Shout but out to the gym bodies. I'm just saying. Like, I <laughs> Shout love... out to them fake-ass resolution bodies. That, them the BBL bodies. What the fuck is a fake resolution body? They come right. in the gym for two weeks. 
And they go to oh, the, the niggas that's in people way right now. Then they go, yeah, they they'll be in the DR and and, and uh they probably going now and with the weather take bad. Some influencer videos acting like they worked out. I don't like that shit either. I don't like that listen, shit. I, I just love I love women a lot and I love like a natural woman. Like it's just something really special about that. Like a woman that loves her own body, love her own you know, everything mm-hmm. her. Like it's just it's something special about that. So I don't know what happened culturally where that changed, but we, we got to just, we got to get back to Well, that. I mean, I, I kind of get where it come from. Like, that's what you see. That's what's shown on TV and these videos. And in our culture, it's these big booty women. You know what I'm saying? That shit started when we was kids, XXL yeah. type shit. And it's just evolved. And now it's like, all right, now they want the Spanish type women. So it's, it's thrown in their face, honestly. It's yeah, a sick fucking game. Just, she, she's. Me alone, Bill would love, but she got cheated on too. Yeah, so to Beyonce, everybody yeah. get cheated on. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying her just as herself, like that's the boy top tier. You know my number one thing though that I need this, I gotta, and I I pray. Nia Long's on the list. Oh what? The list we was talking about earlier. Oh, we continue. Okay, yeah, that's a good list. Nia Long, tough, mm-hmm. super to this day. But um, OnlyFans, bro. About you about to make one? No, I want that shit to stay in 2022. You want it to stay? Why? Leave it. I'm tired of it. That's a hustle. That's what, no, that's, it's. All right, I I'm don't, backtracking now because you said BBLs was an investment. That's what you said, so. OnlyFans is. That's a part of that? They couldn't, that's, that's hustle. They couldn't out the middleman. They not fucking with the porn hub and the bang bros no more. You got to pay them direct. My, my problem is, bro. Somebody got to do the job. No, nah, bro. I, my problem is now, Invest bro. Invest in a small business. It's taking man. too long for me to get my food and my drink at Starbucks, bro. Make not your own work. coffee, bro. <laughs> Make your own coffee. Man, it's not enough people at work, dog. Yeah. Hey, I, everybody got OnlyFans, bro. I'm thinking about it. Not everybody making money on their OnlyFans, though. That's not, they're really not. Of I course really not. I don't have a problem with the OnlyFans, though. You don't? No, I really don't. Really? I rock with it. It's like a niche space. There ain't nobody like, I don't know. Everybody I got an OnlyFans, yeah, but that shit like not a niche like, no more, bro. It's like, that shit like an Instagram now. It's just like what people do when they log on to Pornhub.com. It's the same thing. It's really? just, if you want to support somebody directly, you can yeah, support that person. Just got their own little content, and they, you know. Same way you got your same wild card you content. Same way you trying to get paid for this. They got they, they pussy it's popping the same on there, bro. Thing, bro. <laughs> Y'all leave me alone, bro. Okay. <laughs> it's just they next me, <laughs> they let, next episode costs two ninety nine. Uh, they I next episode got a cost as well. You know bro, what I never saying? thought I'd be on camera advocating. <laughs> Welcome to the has been. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Somebody got to do the job. Somebody, somebody, and I get them not wanting to keep you know working with the porn brokers and make their own hey. bread. I fuck with that. But the porn. Oh, broker. Remember, I said white women is dangerous because a white woman fucked up the OnlyFans bread back yeah. in the day. They because I feel like they get a cap now on how much they can charge and make. And I think before is infinite. And I think somebody took advantage of it and fucked it up for everybody. So I'm not going to say white woman is dangerous, but I will say. It's they been a couple of instances of white OnlyFans models. I don't know if it was a couple, but I saw a few instances where a black man just got killed. I think his only, his, his girl was an OnlyFans model. She killed him. Oh, I do recall that. that. I yeah, do recall so, that. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, they're dangerous because it, it just take a flip of a switch type shit where they can get in victim mode yeah. and everybody else around you perceives you as a threat. Yeah. yeah you they, know what I'm saying? You cannot they, be They definitely dangerous. 
But that perception, they can do that shit. That That's that Karen shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That shit worked. It's getting exposed now, but still on an everyday basis, that still, shit works. That's what I don't play them games. I don't play them. That's why, like I, what I was telling you, shit, you get in arguments or in these DV type situations, I'm gone. If we not even gonna have no real conversation, I can leave. We could talk when we cool down. Shoot me a text and had a conversation for real. But I'm not it's, gonna have no shouting match with you. Yeah. I'm gonna be in the wrong every time. Yeah, I'm six four two thirty. Come on, it's like you can't beat me up. So what are we really doing here? That's a fact. Bye. Damn. Well, my boy is a OnlyFans advocate. Yes, sir. Yeah, Twan, I, I know Twan. Well, he not. Everybody he not gotta fucking get with their money, man. Okay. Yeah, shout out to the small business well, women out there. He's talking about shout out to the small business owners. That's what that is. You, got, you subscribe to some? No. I never have. Who? I was to say, you can go on Reddit for stuff like that. Really? You know what I'm saying? If it's a celebrity or somebody you're really interested in. Yeah, Reddit, you can find whatever you anything want. Anything on there. Yeah, Reddit, I just started fucking with Reddit uh, over the break. Okay. It's a, but it's dangerous. I don't want to know what you was looking at. <laughs> Wrong Reddit? Yeah. Nah. He was in this fucking uh, snow I, I, blizzard in this room doing God knows what. I'm like, yeah, baby, I'm about to work on some content. Oh, Face man. ass. <laughs> Got all the doors locked. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> this is where this ends, Twan. This is when he get on, when he get to talking about. You yeah, feel me? Cam in here working on his OnlyFans content. Coming soon on the wild card, nigga. I appreciate y'all, though, bro, because I feel like. I don't really have, I ain't going to say I don't have fun doing my podcast, but I feel like I always be like, I always think of like the impact or like mm-hmm. try to like uh, some type of lesson that could be gathered or learned. But I appreciate this because I feel like it get to bring, like when my homies see this, they probably be like, that's the take. I know, but I don't talk like this like publicly because yeah. yeah. it just like we the world is just, it's dangerous now, bro, but. I don't think we should be afraid to like yeah, speak our say, minds. Don't be afraid, yeah, that's true. Because it's like, man, you going if you even if you think you saying the right things and all the checking the block, right. you gonna offend somebody. That's a fact. Fuck it. He's giving you a fuck perspective. it. This how I feel, and I just feel like if you can back it up, and then you knowledgeable. I feel like if you willing to go do the research and you willing to put some work in, say what the fuck you want to say. Right. Because you can't tell me I'm wrong. It's not much shit on here on this earth that's like black and white and like that's true and that's not. So it's like, how you going to tell me? Was y'all thinking like that at 26? I always said what the fuck I wanted to say. Why? The reason why I said it probably was different, but same reason. It's like, bro, who are you to tell me I'm wrong? It's like, I've done my reasons. I have a real reason why I feel this way. I'm just, I never followed the trend either, so I always was, I felt like I was thinking for myself, so I stood on what I would say. I feel you. I probably thought about what I said more at 26 compared to now. Now That's I might just really? let that shit yeah. out. That's where I'm at, like, Nah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. I, I disagree with you real quick. I don't have to have an argument, but like, yeah, nah. I hit you with, I've been hitting people with this a lot. I respectfully disagree. I That's respect your point of view. But agree to disagree. I just disagree. Yeah. I, I just had did Jay Steve like that earlier. He was on some bullshit about the Lakers, and I was wasting too much time. I said, you know what? I can't do this right now. Yeah. yeah I'll talk to you later, guy. Good day. <laughs> Ain't nothing to say about us right now. Trash. We on the mend. Trash. Yeah. But uh um, boy Brian about to you know what I'm saying he about to break the record though. Yeah. That's that shit's not that exciting to me. Last thing, quick <laughs> quick thirty seconds from each one of y'all before we get out of here. I feel like my shit about to die. I'm looking at it flashing over there. That'd be a, a nightmare. But thirty seconds, man. What you got planned? Or I guess what's your biggest goal in twenty twenty three? I'm gonna let Twan go first. 
crushed debt. Crushing debt in 2023. So we can make some uh make some different moves in 2024. It's generational wealth, and so it's crushing debt. We trying to buy a house, man. I want to, you know, give my son some stability, you know, him to be able to, you know, not bounce from house to house, you know, know he got somewhere to stay. So my goal this year is just to stabilize my family. So I feel the more I stabilize that, the stronger my brand and everything else gonna get. So respect that i would say for me bro like i just really want to step like full-fledged into like entrepreneurship but also just trying a bunch of stuff that i never did before like it's casting calls out here i want to go to some casting calls and just see what i could do like some of my homies they like went on uh like bmf they needed like fillings like people in the mm-hmm. background so they're gonna be in the upcoming season that's fire just like random stuff yeah. like i just want to just see how far i could take it because i don't want to limit myself to just the podcast because i think sometimes it could feel like a little like monotonous, like doing the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. So I just want to like kind of like diversify myself a little bit and get out there. All right. Well, I plan on making a movie, man. Once I got, I got to get a couple lenses, bro. What but, kind of movie, man? Some only. What? He already told you. I can't. He already told you. I had to he ask you. Bro. Told you. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I understand. Nah, like a, a co- like culture based. I'm like. Cause I want you. I look at look at shit like all American Thank and like. It was culture based, bro. <laughs> man, we gotta go, man. <laughs> look, it's over with. <laughs> Failing forward, podcast. Look forward to uh, wild car home videos. Man, out. I'm out of here, man. Y'all, just, <laughs> until next time, we gotta do this again, though. Take for sure, for sure, man. Appreciate you. You bro. know what I mean, Twan. Appreciate you, my bro. dog. I got the, the sweaty palms over here, man. But we out of here until next time, Shout man. Y'all tap in Mike with us, too, man. man. Mike, Mike didn't make it, man. Still not inside the house. He probably not, man. Still we out. out. <laughs>